quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Hi, I'm back and I'm here talking all about the idea of control and free will and this idea of exchange and free thoughts. And I was just contemplating this on my drive home with Pia and I thought I better get on my podcast and and, um, have a little chat about it. So we all have free will and we cannot control any other person because people have free will. And when we stifle someone's free will, how does that first person feel about us? And I think that's what conventional parenting does. It stifles a person's free will and autonomy. And when a person, even if it's a small person, a child, feels as if their autonomy and their free will have been taken, they might respond in adverse ways. And it might affect our children in adverse ways. Just let's think about it in adult terms first. Suppose you're in a relationship with somebody who stifles your free will and your autonomy and wants to control you. Have you ever had a controlling boyfriend or girlfriend? How did it feel to feel controlled, to constantly be questioned and told what you can and can't do? Maybe it's the overjealous partner who thinks that you're doing something wrong all the time, or it's the partner that is constantly telling you you are doing something wrong or telling you you can't do this or you can't do that. How does it feel to be in a relationship with a romantic partner? How does it feel to be in a romantic relationship where you feel controlled and you have very little free will and autonomy? I'll tell you what, I think it feels pretty crappy. Why would a child be any different? Why would living in a relationship with a child somehow have different rules? This is what I've I've come to realize really irks me is that there are a different set of standards and rules for children in relationships with adults than there are in adult-adult relationships, which makes no sense. We somehow have decided that children are not worthy of a respectful relationship from their parent. 
Now, I'm not telling you all these people who listen to this podcast probably don't think like that, but I do believe that that is the underlying thought in society and with conventional parenting. And that if we can explore this idea, that somehow, somehow it will make it easier to implement the ideas of connection because the conventional ideas won't even seem logical, right? It doesn't seem logical to threaten somebody. It only seems logical to threaten a child. Would you threaten your spouse? Would you threaten your best friend? Would you threaten your sister or your brother? And if you do threaten those people, how do they respond? So if you live in a relationship with a child where you are controlling them, where you are, you know, really stifling their free will, how do you suppose they'll respond? Well, I know how I would respond. I would fight. I would come out fighting. I would be upset. I would say, heck no, you're not going to treat me like that. I'm not going to stand for it. I would try to stand up for myself, probably in all the wrong ways. I would might yell. I might get really angry. And every time you ask me to do something, what would I do? I'd say no, because I have that counter will, strong personality, sensitive person like my Esme. Now, what about kids like Pia or people like Pia? They might succumb to it. But guess what? They become quietly defiant. They'll tell you that they're going to do what you want, what you want them to do, and they might not do that thing. They might do it and then not listen to themselves. So they might grow up thinking, I don't know who I am or what I want because I've always just done what everyone else says and, and asks me to do. So you could have all different kinds of outcomes. And what happens in parenting is sometimes we think, well, my children are responding to this control piece. They're okay with the threats. They're okay with the bribes. They're okay with the timeouts or the correction or the um, ways in which we manipulate. They actually respond to those. And somehow we're lulled into believing that that's good because we get the behavior that we want. But what does it do internally to a child? What does it do long-term to a child or to a person? Think about it in your own terms. Think about the ways in which you were raised. So if you think about how you were raised as a kid and if you were raised with lots of control, what did it, A, what did it feel like in living inside of a family with a lot of control? B, how did it play out in your adulthood? And if you don't know how it played out, you say, well, I turned out fine. You may have turned out fine, but do you have your own issues with relationships? Do you have your own issue with control? Do you have your own issue with needing to be seen and heard and understood or needing to be listened to? You likely have triggers in there too, like I do, like we all do. And did those come from a control parenting paradigm? We are going to take a short break from our show to hear from our sponsors. Without their sponsorship, I wouldn't be able to bring you the Peace and Parenting podcast free of charge. So I'll see you back in just a few minutes. ADHD affects so many of our families and finding the right care can be a challenge. With Done, you can get the care you need 24-7. At donefirst.com, you have an expert team who can help you get personalized treatment for you and your sweet kids. ADHD doesn't have to jeopardize the connection you share with your family. Take a free one-minute assessment and book an appointment with a licensed ADHD clinician as soon as the next day. Get continuous care, one-click refills, insurance coverage, and 24-7 care team support with Done for just $79 a month and pharmacy co-pays as low as $0. Visit Get dot donefirst.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Done. Turn ADHD into your strength.
You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. Okay, back to the episode. So really thinking this idea, you cannot and you will not be able to control anyone, not a spouse, not a partner, not a child, not anyone. And we shouldn't really seek to control. But what happens is I think we seek to control behavior because we see the behaviors as being bad or intolerable. And we also see the behaviors as making us look bad or making our child look bad. So we want to get those behaviors to stop. And the only way we've been modeled to get it to stop is through this idea of control. But in fact, what we want is children who have free thoughts. We want children who live in their own autonomy. We want children who can say no. We want to grow kids with the full breadth of feelings and emotions and actions. I want Pia to be able to stand up for herself. And believe me, she's been standing up for herself lately. And it's not easy for me because she's always been very controlled. And in the last few years, she's really come into herself and really come into her voice. And I don't think she would have had we used control with her. But it's not easy to have a child who questions you because in our society, that's thought of as disrespectful. And it's not easy to have a child who has free will and free thought because sometimes those free, those free thoughts are not things that we want to hear. And sometimes our kids who are immature and inexperienced will tell us their free thoughts in inappropriate times, in inappropriate ways. And sometimes the thoughts are not so appropriate because they're, they're feeling it out. They're figuring out who they are. What are their thoughts? What are their feelings? You might get a hate you mom because your kid isn't able to regulate enough to say, you know what? That really bothered me that you took my favorite thing or I didn't want to go to grandma's house last night. They can't really articulate it all. And so they might say some horrible things, but that's part of their free will and their free thoughts. And that's part of them navigating this world and figuring out what feels good and what doesn't. And they're going to have to make a lot of mistakes around it not easy for us parents. I hate having to navigate mistakes sometimes. Like it's really annoying. He is really annoying right now. (laughs) She's really pushing my buttons. So, you know, it's, it isn't easy for me. And I I can say that I think I'm pretty well-versed in this stuff and it still isn't easy for me. And I go through phases with each of the kids all of the time, constantly changing in these phases. And I have to readjust and calibrate and find my calm again. And you know, you get humming in a certain way and you're like, oh, things are going good. Everything's smooth. (laughs) And then you hit a little bump, you know, a developmental stage with your kid. They're teething or they're learning to walk or they're, you know, they're going to school for the first time or they're having their first social experience that didn't go so well. Like it's constantly moving and changing. 
But if we can stick into this idea that we are going to allow free will and autonomy, that we are not going to try to control and that we want to live in a reciprocal relationship. I want to give to my children. I want to not just give them a place to live and food and water and activities to go to and school. I want to give them more than that. I want to give them unconditional love and acceptance. I want them to know that every mistake they make means nothing. I want them to also know that they are loved no matter what. Even if we have a hard time, even if I say the wrong thing, we will always come back to that peace. I show them that by not controlling them and by coming with connection instead. And what do they give me in return? That same grace. They accept my mistakes and they understand me and love me unconditionally as well, because that's what a loving relationship is like, right? That's what we want in our partnerships with our spouses, with our co-parents, with our lovers, with our people. We want to be loved unconditionally, but we can only be loved unconditionally if we love unconditionally. And we can only be, have free will ourselves if we give free will in our relationships. So this becomes very reciprocal. And then How do you feel about that person who's loving you unconditionally and coming to you with connection and is there for you no matter what, is not punishing you, is not trying to control you? You want to cooperate with that person. You want to be loving with that person. And that is what connective parenting does. It really moves kids to be their genuine, true, loving self. Now, again, is it perfect? Absolutely not. Nothing is, nothing ever will be. It is not perfect, but it feels so much better. You get 80, dare I say, 90% cooperation from kids who are in connected families. You really do. If you're leaning into all of these tools and if you are discontinuing the use of control, this is why I also say to people like, you cannot do connected parenting and use punishments because the control piece will always weigh on the relationship. And I'll say it again, bring it back to how you feel. If you felt controlled in your relationship, if you had unconditional love and you had all this connection and you had this like really beautiful part of the relationship, but you also had moments where your spouse, your partner, your lover was trying to control you, how would you feel? You would still question it. You would still say like, hmm, nah, that's not quite right. There's something not right in this relationship here. I I love this person so much, but there's something that just isn't right. And it might be the demise of that relationship, depending, depending on the person. Maybe they'd stick in for a while. And then after a while, they'd say, yeah, that's not exactly, it's not exactly how I wanted things to be. So use your connection deeply. And discontinue this idea of control. Give your children the free will and acceptance that they need, and they'll give it to you. Okay, so glad you joined me on the Peace and Parenting podcast. If you haven't signed up for my Unplugged event, it is a three-day event, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It's live, but we send you the replay. We're talking teens, we're talking about self-regulation, and we're talking about stress and anxiety. I would love to see you there. You can also do a VIP option where you get four weeks coaching in a group with me during the month of December, and you get to attend the Q&As for that unplugged event. We will put the link in the show notes, and I would love to see you all there. Thanks for joining us. I'll see you next time.